What number are we up to? 44? I think this is 44. Ready? Okay, ready? Here we go. I'm hitting the music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode... I'm I'm singing with the music out. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm just listening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to MWMP, episode number 44. MWMP is, of course, middle-aged white men bitching. Uh, About everything. (laughs) About everything. I heard from the Christian Coalition. I think we ought to change that. You know, they don't like the word. What's that, bitching? Men. (laughs) Oh, men. (laughs) Oh, no, that was the feminist. Never mind. (laughs) Boom, shikaboom, 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 shikaboom. Oh, oh, and we're recording this on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, that's right. Instead of being with our wives, who don't, in my case, listen to the <laughs> podcast anyway, we are recording this on Valentine's Day. So, to all of you. It's the love show recording tonight. <laughs> the love show. Hey, speaking of the love boat. <laughs> All right, we have long since run out of music. I'm going to start it again. Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, Ladies and gentlemen. It's Valentine's Day. Boom, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> Your host, Alex Jeffries, and my co-host, obviously hyped up on cough medicine and sicker than a dog. <laughs> yes, yes, I, you know, hey, did you know there's alcohol in NyQuil? <laughs> Let me get through it, he's my good friend. Jim, the hey, you know Costco sells Nyquil and fifty-five gallon drums. Oh God! <laughs> I think Rush Limbaugh and a couple of Republican congressmen might be interested in that. Oh, oh, right. What were you going to say about the love boat? Hey, speaking I of the love boat, say, speaking of the love boat, did you say? Uh, wait a minute, I got to put on my Italian accent. Oh. <laughs> Captain Francisco Chiletto. She need uh, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Francisco Schettino. Oh, body made, body made, body Hoppity poppity poopity poo. I sink in the boat. Get off of my back. <laughs> oh, now you be 16 years in the pokey. Yeah. <laughs> you sink 16 boats. What do you get? Yes, our old friend. We like to keep tabs on our old friends around here. Vladimir Putin being our best friend. But we also love um, Dominique Strauss-Kahn, who we dropped in on last weekend. This week, another one of our favorites, Captain Francisco Scatino. He, as you recall, was the captain of the doomed Costia Concordia, which he ran into a bank, unfortunately. Not a bank. He ran into a rock. Yeah, he ran into a rock. He'd be in the mafia if he ran into a bank. Hey, give me your money. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a rock, and, and when we say a rock, we're talking about a rock that's basically, I've seen, you've, we've all seen the pictures, it's basically the size of New Jersey, this particular <laughs> rock. That it's the size so of Chris like, Christie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Chris Christie Island. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're sick of my balls. Yeah, hey, get back off of your damn rock. What's the matter, you, huh? So, yeah, he gets 16 years, and that seems to be a pretty light price to pay as far as I'm concerned for jumping ship after causing the death of 32 people. Um, so, anyway, so I guess that's the Costa, Costa Concordia, but we, we did feel it was necessary to follow up on that since many years ago we 
we made a mess of that story too. So, whoom, that one's gone. Okay, that that trial only took nineteen months. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a big rock, you know, he had to describe it, the whole thing. <laughs> That's you know? the best part. He was suspended from commanding a boat for five years. Yeah, <laughs> but he's in prison for 16. <laughs> so that little bathtub yacht, it's out. That's right. I'm going to be sailing to prison a garbage sky for the next 10 years. It's okay. What could have possibly go wrong when I got a boat with 16,000 tons of garbage right off of the city beach? I drive it close. Wave to my friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey. 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 Yes. I, <laughs> I know you take great delight in this, but I, I see the Republicans are in the news again. <laughs> Well, you know, how could they not be? First of all, I will say I love John Boehner's. Why don't you go ask the Senate Democrats when they're going to get off their ass and do something other than to vote no. Senate Democrats need to get off their ass and pass a bill. And I'm just like... I mean, like all the ones you... Oh, never mind. (laughs) Hey, that's my job. You're supposed to be the conservative. See, that proves it, ladies and gentlemen. We both turned the page. Jim is no longer conservative. I'm no longer liberal. We're both heartily in favor of common sense and sick of just about everybody. Yeah. And speaking of common sense, this was my favorite headline for the week. Iowa Republicans, who rank somewhere above Harvard Law School alumni when it comes to... Hey, 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 the caucuses, the caucuses. I think they're next week, aren't they? Yeah, that's, that's right. Next week for 2020. Um... Iowa Republicans say that Joni Ernst, who you will remember as the pig castrating senator who wore bread bags and castigated President Obama for the failures of the Reagan administration to put food on her family's table. Wait a minute, castigated? Oh, you said castigated, right? <laughs> castigated, castrated. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, everybody loves bacon. Yeah. Anyway, the great state of Iowa's Republican Party, I cannot say great state of Iowa with a straight face, (laughs) quote, a new Des Moines Register Bloomberg Politics Iowa poll found that 58 percent of Republican likely likely caucus voters said that Ernst has what it takes to be president. Another 11 percent of likely Democratic caucus goers said the same. So that's uh, like 69 percent uh, of the voters. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, 98 percent of all hogs in the state said they would also feel more comfortable if Ernst made a full time move to D.C. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I don't think we actually ever rolled her commercial. We weren't in business during the time Joni Ernst was running for Congress. So let's take uh, 30 seconds and, and listen to the pig nut cutting commercial that has made this woman famous. I'm Joni Ernst. I grew up castrating hogs on an Iowa farm. So when I get to Washington, I'll know how to cut pork. Joni Ernst, mother, soldier, conservative. My parents taught us to live within our means. It's time to force Washington to do the same. To cut wasteful spending, repeal Obamacare, and balance the budget. I'm Joni Ernst, and I approve this message because Washington's full of big spenders. Let's make them squeal. Okay, uh, okay, well, come on. You gotta admit, you gotta. In, in your memory, can you remember the last time we had a pig nut cutting? 
president, <laughs> at least not since Andrew Jackson. That's true. And he was a re- Democrat. So the Republicans are certainly due. All he did was shoot a guy out the White House window. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. And have 150,000 of his closest friends over to swim around in a giant cheese when he got inaugurated. So, so okay, so so we got to get Wait used minute, to you, you. You dug up one, though, and I was surprised, Mr. Conservative, that you dug this one up. Um, Trey Riddell, this is an old story, um, but it just came up in the news again uh, you know, recently. The, those good things are hard to keep down. Good story. You can't, <laughs> it's kind of like and, us. <laughs> and seeing as how we missed it the first time, it's news to us, even though it happened back in 2013. <laughs> So, I don't know. This 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 representative Trey Riddell voted for legislation that would allow states to make food stamp recipients prove that they weren't on drugs. Basically, they'd have to go pee in a cup and prove that they weren't taking drugs in order to get their food. Well, because you can buy those those, those EBT cards, can't you? Yeah. Isn't there a cocaine aisle down at the Fast Mart? But we're going to get into what you can find at the local convenience store a little later. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, um, it's it's well, well. The ironic thing, of course, was that the police later busted this self-same Republican on charges of cocaine possession. All right, now, let's be fair, though. He wasn't collecting food stamps. <laughs> That's true. As a member of Congress, he was gainfully employed. Yeah. Sorry, that was a hairball. He wasn't on the public till. No, not in the least bit. I think all members of Congress should... I don't usually approve of Congress bashing, even when it is this John Boehner crowd, but... But it's so easy, Alex. It, it is. It's like shooting ducks in a box, but... Ducks my foot. It's like shooting pickerel. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can still do in some states. Well, you know... That's, God that's bless great. a state where you can take your rifle out and just shoot a fish. God bless it indeed. That's what says America to me more than anything else. Speaking of which, we'll hear from your dad uh, again later, right, Jeff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeff's, Je- Jeff's, got, Jeff's, Jeff's got a... Uh, Gonna go fishing Jeff's with got... some dynamite. Oh, yeah, there you go. It sure does save time. <laughs> Tenderized. You don't even have to flay these puppies. They just come floating up. All you got to do, they're deboned and everything. Just drop them in the deep fryer. You're ready to go. <laughs> okay, so that was just an interesting little piece of of political chicanery. I'm not going to blame it on the Republicans. It's the kind of hypocrisy that we're seeing from both parties. Um, Jim, let's get out of politics. Give me something better. You got anything better this week? Why, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, keep that accent going. <laughs> yes, because the accent that really goes with the story will get us thrown into politically incorrect prison. All right, all right. This comes this from a rep, uh, reputable news source too, the L.A. Times. That's right. All right. An Asian supermarket in Temple City has come under fire for selling dead raccoons. (laughs) After after a video circulated on social media showed bodies of the animals in the frozen meat section. (laughs) 
Well, you know, <laughs> I can't even say it. Like, you know, it's like like rhino tusks are supposed to make you virile. What? <laughs> Raccoon? <laughs> <laughs> Can't you just hear the music blaring through the speakers? <laughs> Attention shoppers, we have fresh raccoon meat on aisle 12. <laughs> and, and they took pictures. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, you know, I saw that story. One lady went in with her camera and she's like, this is disgusting. It's a raccoon. She said, they don't do that to chickens. You don't have to look at them in the plastic bag all frozen with their hair on and their tongues hanging out. <laughs> no, no. In all fairness, California does have a section for this. <laughs> yes, they do. You can, you can sell game in Cal. You can sell game in California. You gotta have a game license. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can sell it as long as you get it from an approved source. So the dumpster behind the fast stop's not an approved source. <laughs> I don't know. To me, it just seems efficient at solving so many problems at one time. Oh, too many raccoons! Not enough fast food. And they, these people, these people deliver fresh vegetables and fruit to the public daily. <laughs> I love that though. That picture of the damn thing in the plastic bag, all frozen, with his tongue hanging out. Can you imagine the look on the look on his face, like. Help me. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm stuck in a body bag inside a Chinese grocery store. How the hell did this happen? Wasn't that a song? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next week it will be when Cabbage Pets Jeff gets a hold of it. Oh, God only knows what he eats down there. Oh, he'll love this story because, you know, I was telling you before we started recording today, the reason we call him Cabbage Patch Jeff is actually because he lives in, in an undisclosed location, but he lives in like a, in a highly developed part of the country called <clears throat> Florida. And um, in hey, Florida, isn't that where Trey Riddell came from? <laughs> uh, you know, oddly enough, I think it is. <laughs> and he is like the last person who hasn't actually developed. He, he's lived out there since before there were housing developments. So he has the last little patch of woods. In the entire area, you can find his house on Google Maps just because it's the only one where there's vegetation. So what you're saying, he hasn't mowed his lawn in 20 years since you moved out. Well, that's pretty much the size of it. But the point is, is that because he's surrounded by giant million-dollar housing developments, he has about 14,000 raccoons that have moved into his little two-acre patch of woods. Because they got no place else to go. I'll get the name of the market. <laughs> That's it. That'll be like, woohoo, I'm going to eat tonight. <laughs> Holy crap. Hey, at, nine, um, at $9.99 a pound, I'm thinking of going out hunting. No kidding. That's a whole raccoon can sell for 54 bucks. That's, that's, <laughs> that's more expensive than a freaking turkey, man. Davy Cro <laughs> Crockett be proud. Davy Crockett be real proud. Yeah, you can't wear a turkey as a hat once you're done eating them either. But you can wear a raccoon. That's right. <laughs> I love it. It's the new Thanksgiving tradition. The heck with the turkey. The turkeys would be so thrilled. It's what the, all the, the cool. Are, it's what all the cool kids are wearing now. Raccoon. That's right. Raccoon heads. It's 1920 all over again. Give me a side of raccoon fritters and, <laughs> and a raccoon coat, please. Uh, and set me up. Uh, put a put a side ass grits with that. <laughs> put a side of grits with that. You know the good kind with the mice in it. Um, <laughs> oh. put a, serve it to me in a rusty bucket. <laughs> All right.
<laughs> we gotta move on. We have we're gonna to have move, to move on. on. We're still running out of time. We are going to stop now because we are both dying of laughter with this raccoon story. In the meantime, we take you now without further ado to the cabbage cat uh, pa- the garfish room at the Cabbage Patch Cafe where Cabbage Patch Ooh, Jeff is ready to sing to all of you this week. Cabbage Patch Jeff Wake up country. Jeff, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. He was he was bugging Nancy Reagan last week for just say no. There you go again. I don't know. I think he's dead on, man. I think he's dead on. <laughs> ah, maybe. I'm surprised he gets TV reception down there. <laughs> well, that's what the raccoons are for. They're all trained. They run up on the aerial and sort of balance it around to make sure that the signal comes in. He's in there with the tin foil antenna going a little bit more to the left. <laughs> yes, sir, boss. Just don't eat me. Um. <laughs> All right. So I, 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 I got just a couple more. We'll, we'll try to make it quick, although that's yeah. impossible no, for I, us. I never can. So. Well, it has. Remember, we were, were we talking about anti-vaccination people? Yet? Oh, yes. We've been talking about the anti-vaxxers all the way through. What a fun bunch of nuts that is. Yeah. Well, how about how about the measles party? <laughs> That invite all your children over to, with with little Johnny, who's breaking out and contagious, so they can naturally get the disease. Oh, they can naturally fight the antibody. Naturally, we'll have a little cake and a little, you know, party favors. You know, and- don't scratch that, Billy. That's right. And then we'll play musical chairs. When the music stops, if you don't have a chair, you're the kid that goes deaf. Um, last kid dies. Um, I can only see this going to its logical conclusion, Alex. Oh, next week we're going to have the polio party, and right. here's the small, the smallpox party. Oh my God! Well, you know, you brought to my attention a wonderful essay. We will put a link to this. Everybody owes it to themselves to go and read this. They certainly do. Um, the uh, this is a blog entry from a gentleman named Roger Moore Jr. I th- no relation to James Bond, I think. His blog. Is Mother called Mother Encouraging Mother. an Informed Polity. And, 
This week, Mr. Moore wrote, Guys, I just want to let you know about a personal decision I recently made. I'm taking the brakes off my car. A few weeks ago, I saw a car accident. Two people went through an intersection at the same time. Both slammed on their brakes at the same time and collided. Fortunately, no one was seriously injured. But then it occurred to me, if they had just gone through the intersection, they wouldn't have collided. The brakes caused the accident. So I decided to do my own research, and what I found was staggering. Staggering? Hundreds of people every year are seriously injured by unnecessary braking. And he goes on to say it's all a plot by mechanics to get us to use our brakes. Oh, yeah, my God. You know, ever notice when, you know, that you go in there, they always tell you you got to replace them? Really? Yeah, really? You don't need them. Yeah. You don't need them. Just keep You don't need them. Just you know, I'm, I'm going to take the brakes off my kids' bikes. <laughs> I think we should go have anti-braking parties where we all go into a parking lot and point our cars at each other. Well, they have those. It's called Demolition Derby. <laughs> Rev them up and drive forward as fast as you can. I, I saw one of those at the Iowa State Fair, I think. It was right next to the pig castrations. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Joni Ernst for president. Um, the uh, Oh, but there's more. The, there's more, Alex. Tell us more. There is more. In fact, from this, I want to... Um, Draw this week's salute. Now, you'd think that would go to Roger Moore for such a brilliantly junior, uh, for such a brilliantly written blog. But actually, the comments to this blog are even more delicious because people on both sides of these things get so freaking hyped up and illogical that even someone on the right side who, like us, thinks that these measles parties are the most ridiculous thing since uh, um, the platypus. Well, the platypus. It's pretty ridiculous, Jim. It's a mammal who lays eggs. Wow. At least not in a crowded room. <laughs> well, you've taken what was a lame joke and turned it into something. So, thank God bless you. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> the comments are so awesome. This one guy totally flies off the handle. Okay, so you got to read this. First of all, getting into the spirit of the thing, this lady named Lauren Shido Benmuvar wrote, There is, however, lots of evidence that's been covered up by the government and big NTSB about how brakes are really, for real in real life, the cause of autism. And she signs with a big smiley winky face. That's important because in a rush to jump onto the I hate stupid bandwagon... One commenter proved himself to be, indeed, just as stupid as the people that he was criticizing when he wrote back without thinking, reading, or paying attention. Lauren, don't you find it embarrassing to be that stupid, especially in public? <laughs> and about a thousand people wrote about a thousand people wrote back, dude, lighten up, she's being sarcastic. And this guy Chuck writes back, I don't think she was being sarcastic, but if she was, Lauren, I apologize. And everybody else wrote, dude, she signed her post with a freaking winky face. (laughs) (laughs) So this week's salute, alas, goes to those right-thinking individuals that we all know who, even though we agree with them, jump into the shit pile with both feet before looking and without holding their nose. And so, Chuck Larum, for being so eager to insult another human being without actually bothering to read what they had to say, we here at MWMB salute you. Salute. Hey, next week I got one along the same line. Remind me someday. 
Okay, remind you someday. <laughs> okay. Oh. I'll remind you someday. Like, maybe next recording session. Hey, Jim, you said you had that thing about that stuff. Do you remember what you were talking yeah, about? Thing. Hey, does this mean I have to, like, take my car down off the jacks from taking the brakes off now? <laughs> no, you go right ahead. <laughs> Please, I don't want to stand in the way of you modifying your car that way. Please, do us all a favor. Take the brakes off, Jim. You'd miss me. All right, buddy. We have wrapped it up. Uh, I will uh, I'll bid you a fun farewell for this week. I hope you are feeling better from your party. All right, well, it's the and, love uh, show. Recording tonight. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And we'll see who we can here next week. Ooh, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> I try to make a joke about a platypus. This is stupidest thing. It's like, I really need to start writing my jokes out beforehand. Yeah, I'm I no think good at this. And coming up with a comeback with that one was hard. <laughs>